Welcome to Obstetrics and Gynaecology Emergencies. This is a podcast developed by the Obstetrics and Gynaecology Group of University College Dublin. This podcast we're going to review uterine inversion. This is a very rare complication of labour. Incidence in the literature varies between 1 in 2,500 deliveries and 1 in 20,000. Most obstetricians and midwives have never seen a true inversion at vaginal delivery. Uterine inversion is where the uterus literally turns inside out. When it occurs, it's usually in the third stage of labour. And there are three different degrees of inversion, with the third degree being the most clinical obvious. First degree is where the uterus inverts so that the fundus reaches the internal os. Second degree is where the body of the uterus inverts to the internal os. Third degree is where the uterus, cervix and vagina are inverted and visible externally. There are several risk factors for acute uterine inversion. Mismanagement at the third stage is commonly blamed and this is the reason why we very carefully manage delivery of the placenta. Other risk factors include an abnormally adherent placenta, a short cord, a fundal placenta, sudden emptying of a distended uterus, antenatal use of magnesium sulfate or tocolytics, as well as nulliparity. As with any emergency, there are four pillars of management of the emergency. Resuscitation, monitoring, treatment and communication. Intensive maternal resuscitation is crucial as the woman may rapidly develop severe shock due to the vagal reflex of the uterus inverting. This may be the first hint of a first or second degree uterine prolapse as the degree of shock may be out of proportion to the degree of bleeding. At minimum, this means placing two large bore IV cannulae, administering IV fluid and oxygen, cross-matching blodducts in anticipation of blood loss, but sometimes, due to the degree of shock, full CPR may be required. The woman needs to be monitored closely and treatment starts to reduce the inversion. It's important to leave the placenta in place in order to reduce blood loss. Trying to remove the placenta will just expose a higher proportion of the uterine surface area for further bleeding. There are a couple of treatments that can be performed. Manual uterine replacement starts by stopping oxytocin so the uterus is relaxed enough it can be reduced. It might seem contrary to what we said, but a contracted uterus is not easy to reduce. As well as relaxing the uterus by stopping exogenous oxytocin, it may be an option to give tocolytics such as literal trinitrite, such as GTN, or terbutaline. Again, this may seem contrary as tocolytics can actually cause an inversion, but it's difficult to reduce a contracted uterus. There are two initial manoeuvres that aim to replace the uterus. The Johnson manoeuvre involves manual replacement, where the clinician tries to manually return the uterus into position, making a fist and push the uterus then holding it in place until contracted. The O'Sullivan technique works in a similar way, but uses fluids to perform hydrostatic reduction. Another option is surgical management, where we can try and pull the uterus into place. If this is unsuccessful, then a subtotal or total hysterectomy may be required. This concludes the only podcast on uterine inversion. Thanks for listening.